esports players weren't cool. Uh, girls didn't think we were hot, you know, not, not in the way they do now. Welcome everybody to Back in My Day. My name is David Petrangelo and this week after a little bit of a summer break, I guess you could call it, the not so stereotypical millennials are going to talk a little bit about a video game TV show of all things briefly and then we're going to jump into all the crazy stuff or at least some of the crazy stuff that happened at Comic-Con, more specifically about the MCU and what has happening in Marvel. Our favorites are not so favorites, what we're excited about what we might not be excited about and all the questions that I have about what the heck is going on in the next several phases of the MCU that I will fire away at my co-host. So for now, I am lucky enough to be joined by Michael R. Power. I was going to say, I'm really curious what you think about the uh, Dungeons and Dragons honor among thieves uh, <laughs> reveal that happened at, at Comic-Con. That's got to be the biggest drop of the fall. Hey, you know what? I, I, that specifically, um, I'm not a D&D person. I've never really played it or gotten into it or whatever. There's apparently lots of uh, fan hints and deep cuts and stuff just in the trailer alone. So that's cool if you're a fan of it. But I have no idea what's going on. To me, yeah, it just I was looks totally like, kidding because when it dropped, I was like, what is this? What is what is happening? Like, <laughs> it just looks like a very to me without knowing any of the references or at least almost any of them at all like uh it just looks like a generic dragon uh dungeons movie thing and with chris pine like you might as well pluck chris pine out of wonder woman and put him in a different <laughs> outfit that's what it seemed like to me in the trailer but i'm not i'm not the audience for it so that's okay it is, just is what it is right so mm -hmm. that's fine um Mr. Ian Walter will be joining us momentarily, and that's when we'll dig into the MCU stuff and more Comic-Con. But for now, I mentioned video game TV show, which is sort of a weird thing. I mean, there's there's shows out there. Mike, you've watched a Castlevania show, I think. There's a Resident Evil show out there right now. Show. Yeah, so I, I haven't I haven't watched those. I did watch um, the League of Legends show on Netflix last year. That was my second favorite show of the year. It is incredible. Arcane. I still haven't watched that. I, I I'm letting you. I gotta watch that. It's it's I'm adding to my list right now. Yeah, yeah, it is so so good. But we have been watching another League of Legends uh, themed show, and that is called Players. It's available on Paramount Plus. And Mike, you started watching it. What was your first impression of Players? Um, because it is basically a mockumentary about esports in the League of Legends world. My my first impression was we're friends with a, a bunch of guys, a sort of a gaming group, a gaming Discord. Shout out to the Entourage Discord if you're listening. I know some of the guys do listen, so shout yeah. out to them. <laughs> um, I know they're big league players, and and the first thing I thought was, is this a real documentary? It's so real, like it seems so uh, realistic. And then I thought these guys are going to love this documentary. So yeah, that's where I recommended it. And you're in that group, Dave. And then it just, yeah, it caught on with the group. All the guys are into it. Everyone, all the guys that play league love it. So that sort of validated my thought of, okay, this is a good show. This is made for 
gamers. This is made for people who love video games, who love League, who are stooped in it, who know about it. And there's never been a show like that. Usually when there's gamers in a show, it's sort of making fun of them, right? Where this is sort of it's more the big The it. Big Bang Theory sort of approach yes, is usually exactly. what it is. Where it pokes theory. fun at it rather than embracing it, I think. At least that's my perception of what it is most of the time. The now, Big Bang Theory stars nerds but it's made for the uh, uh, whatever uh joe america yeah the general know, public actual instead. gamer yeah. yeah yeah and okay it's fun if you like the show fine that's your cup of tea it's just not ours now mm-hmm. the thing is with this show with players is that i have dabbled in league i've probably played a total of like 40 matches in my life and i'm not very good at it i don't really know the intricacies i never followed a meta in the game heroes of the storm was my moba and still is um, but, uh, even though that game is, is pretty much on the back burner at this point, as far as Blizzard goes, but, uh, but you've never played league. You don't know much about it. How, do, how, do, how does it, how does the, the show feel, even though it's a mockumentary, there's a lot of like, you know, inside baseball type talk in this show. So like, well, does that still I'm, work for you? Yeah. I'm not a MOBA player like at all, but right. I am still, uh, compared to, you know, the average person probably, you know, compared to my parents, a hardcore gamer or someone who knows more about gaming than the average person. So yeah, I still know, like I know what jungler is. I know what lane means. I know what bots are like, so I know. Okay, you understand know esports, like all that yeah, kind of stuff, I don't right? Know yeah. What it would be yeah. like to a total, total non gamer person. But to me, I did like, yeah, the references though I probably didn't get exactly what the reference was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I still understood what they're talking about. But it's like, it's like sometimes, okay, it's equivalent to, I can't think of an exact example, but sometimes there's like movies that come along and it's a movie of someone doing a job that's very specific. And they're just like doing that job. They're doing it well. It's very specific. They're throwing out terms that you don't understand, but the character in the movie or the TV show they understand you kind of get it. You kind of get it through them. Um, that's what it reminds me of. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, because it's in its specificity, it's also generic because everyone can relate yeah, to yeah. being yeah. very, having a very specific hobby or being very specific at work and they're being like jargon and stuff like that. But yeah. they still make the show universal enough that it's like, yeah, when they're in there, like a uh, jargony talk, I'm ganking from the jungle or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, they say that kind of stuff, but it makes sense to all of the characters in the show. And I don't know, it just, it works well because they lean into it. So it, it takes all this stuff seriously, which is why we liked it, which is what you were just sort of pointing out, but also makes jokes along the way because it's a mockumentary and these are all not real people, or at least the main characters are not real people. But you know, there's also like real casters in it. There's also real people in this that are playing themselves or versions of themselves using their real names and they're covering these esports. Like it's just it's so interesting the way that they did that that I you know, I don't recognize all these people, but I know some of their faces and go, Oh yeah, like this is this Well, is to the point that it was confusing, like to me, it's not familiar with the league scene. Yeah. Like legit thought it was a documentary for a little bit, like for the first little bit of the show. I was like, what is this real? I think I asked someone in the discord, like is, is um, they're called fugitive game. I was like, is fugitive a real team? They're like, mm-hmm. no, they're made up for the show. I was like, okay, it's, it's made but up. The other teams made... are all real. The other teams are all actual teams. Dignitas yeah. is a team. 
you know, like uh, TSM, like those are actual teams. So everyone is in on the joke, which I think is great. Like, I love that league, that riot, that these teams that are multi-million dollar year teams are actually in on this joke and want to be a part of this. It is actually a selling point for league and for esports, which is hilarious. And yes, they say silly things sometimes. And, uh, you know, they are poking fun a little bit at the gaming world while also treating it with respect. But to me, the show, like when you convinced me, Mike, to to watch the show and finally say, like, you got to try this. The guys like it. Like, it's worth it. You were saying that it's really funny. And and that was like one of the reasons why you really like it is because you mm. think it's really funny. And I actually think that it's funny, but it's not hilarious to me. I'm not sitting there laughing at everything that they say. Like mm-hmm. I wrote down one quote in episode eight that to me has been the funniest thing that they've said. And I wrote it down. And then after that, I'll say what my, why I really like this show, but episode eight, um, uh, the guy that is named cream cheese, which is his screen name, which is hilarious that everybody refers to each other as their screen name. I think that automatically is a really funny joke. Um, but he says, quote, Nathan and guru is a match made in douchebag heaven where God is Logan Paul and the chef is Guy Fieri. Or not Guy Fieri. I've heard Guy Fieri is nice. So <laughs> like he's just going, <laughs> he just goes off on this tangent. <laughs> I thought that was absolutely hilarious. Um, it's sort of like a, a you know, uh, a, a social media joke that these guys are all, you know, and a, and a sort of sports joke that you know, these people are just douchebags. Anyways, I actually don't think the show is that funny. I actually am invested and want these guys to do well. I want there to be an underdog nice. story. I want this to actually work. I think that is great. And one of the reasons why I think that works and the reason that I kept texting you and telling you why I actually think this show is brilliant, not even just really well made, because I think it is, but it is almost at times, especially the first episode and some of the graphics that they use almost shot for shot, I would say a third of the time uh, of The Last Dance, the Chicago Bulls documentary series that I think is one of the best documentaries ever made. So for example, that show starts and ends with Michael Jordan sitting in his big sort of California home, holding a cigar in front of this big glass window that leads out to a pool and mountains and all this like California landscape. And this show starts with the main character sitting on a couch in front of the exact same shot with the slow pan around it. It is genius. And every time in every episode, the episodes are framed the exact same way that the last dance is. They'll talk about something that's happening now. They'll pull up a graphic of 2021 or 2020, and they'll have this little graphic that goes around the date and zooms backwards in time to 2016 or 2015 or 2010 or whatever. And it is almost exactly the same way that the last dance does it. And it is framed the exact same way that Last Dance does. Every episode, they talk about 1997, for example, and then they'll go back to 1991 and they'll oh, relate yeah, the two it stories. Does do that. Yeah. It is exactly the same. And I think that is brilliant. And unless you've watched both, and unless you sort of notice that, you wouldn't even notice. You just say, oh, it's a great looking well, thing. I've watched both, well. and I didn't notice that till you said it. So you're smarter than me, Dave. That's it good. is. That's honestly, that makes it, that makes it so much mm-hmm. better because 
And they use very similar storylines. One guy's the underdog. One guy's the quiet guy. One guy's the new member of the team, which was at the time was Kerr. Like it's so smart to do it that way because that documentary is so well done and did so well. And it's also about a team and a team over the course of several years that was successful and has one guy who is the standout guy. Like it's so similar that that's why I love this show. And instead of making it an actual sport, it's an esport, and yeah. it just showcases that these people know what they're doing when they make this show. They care about it, and they're making sure that they're they're sort of doing this actual sports reference for something that is only a couple years old. Like yeah. it's and it's, it doesn't talk down to sort of not at e-sport all. of it all. It treats esports on the same pedestal the Last Dance treats basketball as a real sport. Yes, exactly. and so it's yeah, I love it in that way. Um, it's also the best. So the other thing I thought very, very, uh, why I knew you'd like it, Dave, it very much reminded me of American Vandal. Yes. Where it's yeah. not real. It's a mockumentary. But if you didn't know, like you would think it was real. Like I watched it with my wife and she was like, oh my God, these guys are such losers. I think they're so cool. And I was like, this is not, this is not real. She's like, what? I was like, these are just actors like playing like they're professional gamers. She's like, no, no, no. <laughs> No, 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 no way, Mike. No they way. Have, they have pictures of them as kids and like video clips of them as kids. Yeah. Like, I don't know how they yeah. did that. Like they must have asked them to submit clips and pictures and they photoshopped them together and all that. Well, they but even like, have like actual video of them when they were in college. Yeah. And weren't pros right? yet. And everybody looks a little bit younger. Yes. You know, and everyone looks they... a little bit smaller. It's like it's I. it, it must be CG. It, mu- it must be. Because everybody is like that. It's not like one guy. Or they give them a, a wig, wig or a, something. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. It's like it's well it's done. So, it is well so done. It's so well done. Yeah. It's almost like it's almost you watch it and you get the sense like they were filming this mockumentary for like twenty years. That's what you get the sense of like like they were it's, like I don't know. It's it's well. It's it brilliant. Is well done it honestly sense. is yeah. is brilliant. It is really really good. I don't find it to be the funniest show in the world, but that's because I actually. To me, if these were real, like that, like you said, it actually, if you didn't know, you'd think this was real. Like it really my, is. My favorite humor is the sort of British dry yeah. humor. Like, you know, when the guy like they're doing, he's offering the guy a drink and it's like 11 in the morning and it's like an Irish car bomb. It's an Irish car bomb. Like that to <laughs> me, like it's not obvious. It's a bit subtle, but it's fucking hilarious. But even the like, little, the little things like, you know, like they don't take, sh- they, they, do, they do take shots of alcohol, but the joke is that they take shots of hot sauce. Yes. And that's something that you do as a stupid kid in college and everything. And, you know, now these guys, it's like, you know, seven years later and they're professionals and sure they're still in their twenties or whatever. He's like, like, give me a shot. Give me he's a like, shot. Yeah. I'm going to take a shot. You guys want to take a shot? And you think he's going to take a yeah. shot of tequila, but no, instead it's a hot sauce that someone sent them like little things like that, you know, um, there's a lot of like little inside jokes of, of people that grew up in college and played games with their friends, like just things like that. And uh, and they they do explain like if you're not a gamer and you're not into league and all that, they do take some time to explain certain things, but they don't go out of their way to spend 10 minutes to explain what ADC means or to explain what a rig is. Like if you don't know what a rig is, they say they throw that word around all the time. And really, it just means it's your gaming computer. But They'll say rig as if it's just another word in the conversation. And yeah. it is. The but show they is don't... written in the vernacular of gamers. Yeah. In the shorthand that gamers speak in and write in. Yep. And it doesn't care if you don't understand it because 
you know, I feel like you still understand the show if you don't understand it. If you just sort of embrace it and just like, this is the language these people speak. This is the terms. And you don't have to understand it. You just understand the dynamics between the characters and, you know, the the, the humor. And it's like, it's good. It's like watching a um, sports documentary like you said. And they'll use the terms that the sports, you know, the sport uses. Exactly. Yeah, and exactly. you might not like, understand it, but it, it, they understand it. So yeah, the Last Dance doesn't spend half an hour an episode to tell you to explain the rules about how the playoffs right? work or yeah. to explain you know what it means when you travel or anything. Like you just watch it because the characters are interesting and because you want to see this team yeah. progress and you want to see mm-hmm. things happen. So mm-hmm. um, I players, it's it's just about the finish, but I think that it is worth everybody's time if you're a gamer. And if you have any interest in any kind of multiplayer game and you've had any experience, especially playing games with friends when you were in your you know, college years or early 20s, and you may have lived with a friend or group of friends that also play games, that's really what this show is about a lot of the time. And then it's also about uh, like personal journeys for all these characters that feel real, but clearly are not. And... I, Especially if you're in your 30s, because, you know, it's yeah. like it looks back. It's him now. And yeah, the fact that we had to we had to talk about it before it even ended. You know, I think we'll yes. talk about it again probably in our top five TV shows I, of the year. I, episode. It's going to be in the top. Sure. For sure. It's going to be up. If it's not top five, it's top 10 for sure. Like the yeah. show is that so, good. Um, yeah. So it. everybody give players a chance. It's on Paramount Plus. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to be available anywhere else after that. But uh, if you're not listening to this in in the summer of 2022, find the show anyway, if any of this interests you. But it is a brilliant show and worth any gamer's time, I think, at this point. So thank you, Mike, for the recommendation. It is awesome. <laughs> so without further ado, we're going to get to the MCU Comic-Con news. And um, Mr. Ian Walter Look has joined here. us. Did someone say couch co-op? <laughs> yeah, almost. Yeah, That's pretty much. <laughs> Computer chair co-op with your rig and your buddies. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, With all that praise, players sounds like something I got to check out for sure. Yes, I think I think it would be as a as a gamer like we are. I think it's something you'd uh, you'd definitely enjoy. So for sure. Um, Okay, so uh, lots and lots of stuff that we could talk about from Comic-Con over the last several days and weeks. But honestly, I think we're going to just focus on MCU and the next couple of phases and the announcements that Marvel made. Um, Mike, you had an idea of how you want to frame this. What are people going to going to hear from us in the next little bit as far as yeah, this one? So, is? you know, there's a lot of announcements. I think what I'll do is I'll run down sort of, you know, all of the uh, announcements Marvel made uh, from uh, Comic-Con about their Phase 4 and Phase 5, phase five mo- movies and shows. And we're going to all uh, go one by one and say what our most anticipated movie or show or announcement or just an anticipated announcement and what our least anticipated announcement is just to add a little uh spiciness to the debate i'm and, glad you um, included me in this mike because yeah uh, yeah i'm really interested in what you guys have to say i'll say so. it right now i can't choose just one on either of these Ooh, so it's gonna be right. tough yeah well that's yeah, all right if you have a couple yeah i think you I, gotta i'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it the one. one i'm gonna keep it you the can one. say I think we'll have it was close between these two but in, when it comes down to it we all gotta pick one we gotta pick one. We gotta we gotta be honest with each other here. We gotta like make the hard choices. Yeah. That's for the listeners, you know. They yeah. want, <laughs> they want to know what you put above what. Anyways, 
Um, so Marvel, Kevin Feige, I think it was the Saturday night in Hall H at Comic-Con. The big, they, the big Marvel, hall. The big hall. Yeah, like, Marvel enough. unveiled their plans for um, the next phase of the MCU. And so if they first they announced that, well, not first, but they did sort of announce that phase four is ending with Black Panther Wakanda forever. So we're not going to include that in our list because that's phase four. I think we're all really excited for that. That trailer kicked ass, by the way, if we want to talk about that after. But what they did announce was the slate for phase five, which a lot of this uh, has been known, but dates hadn't been put towards them. But And a lot of these, uh, some of these also hadn't been known. So I'll just go in chronological order. So And, and a and, tiny bit of phase six as well, right? Which will, we could. No, phase, tease, yeah. They tease three yeah. properties in phase six. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So let's, let's just, we'll, 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 we'll talk about, We'll say your most favorite, most anticipated, and least anticipated from phase five and six. Like we'll just combine them both yeah, for this yeah. talk. So uh, phase five is going to be Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania coming in February 2023. Secret Invasion, which is going to be a Disney Plus TV show, coming in spring 2023. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three coming in May 2023. Echo Disney Plus series in summer 2023. Loki season two in summer 2023 the marvels summer 2023 blade blade movie november mm-hmm. 2023 now we, now we know about it <laughs> yep iron hearts disney plus series in 2023 uh, agatha coven of chaos in winter 2023 2024 daredevil born again in spring of 2024 captain Ooh. america new world order a movie coming in may 2024 and phase five is going to end with a Thunderbolts movie what? in July of 2024. Mega. Uh, and then phase six is going to start with uh, Fantastic Four. And then there's going to, and then they announced two Avengers movies coming in 2025 Avengers, the Kang Dynasty, and Avengers Secret Wars. So that is a crap ton of movies and announcements to make. Um, you know, we're not going to talk about all of them. I think, well, you know, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to talk about hopefully just six of them here, unless there's any overlap. And so what I, I want to really, I want to hear from Ian. Ian hasn't, you know, got to, got to talk a lot in this episode. Ian, uh, kick us off. What are your thoughts overall? Okay, let's just, just talk about the overall excitement of the whole slate and then go into your, maybe start with your favorite. Well, yeah, Hall H, I mean, that's always the, the stage that you want to you want to represent at, at San Diego Comic Con, right? So, I mean, yeah, of course we're going to cover the MCU. We we've, we've been covering the MCU, but I think it's fair to say they actually did steal the show. Like Feige showed up and dropped a bomb, and like everything else was kind of like side stories. Like the MCU was like the main uh, you know uh, story at Comic Con. So, uh, yeah, just just having sort of a clear direction uh, and, and an endpoint to like these next three phases of the MCU, we're almost done phase four and we're going to finish strong with Black Panther Wakanda forever. Then we got an entire slate of phase five, which it's nice to know that they have it completely planned out and they even know where they want to end up. Uh, the next like Avengers Endgame like event is another two Avengers films that end off phase six, hopefully strong um, after only what, two three years of like they're compacting all this stuff now there's more content inside of like a year or two 
like phase five re- realistically runs from February of 2023 to July of 2024. And then phase six is all done inside of one year, November 2024 to November of 2025. So we it are going to But be, generally, that's where it seems like it's going. Yeah. You know, assuming that they can deliver like with the track record that they have. I mean, we're going to get our minds blown continuously month after month for the next two, three years. So it's, yeah. it's pretty incredible. The, yeah. the announcement in general, just seeing that, that map of phase five. Um, I know there's a lot to kind of go through. We're going to highlight what we really looking forward to, what we're not so much looking forward to. I don't know if there's anything that I'm not so much looking forward to. So it's yeah, just the least of the least, least anticipated of the bunch. Doesn't mean you're not looking forward to it. It just means, of the list, it's the last yeah. on your list. Yeah. Okay, I I will say this that Phase Five is kicking off with Ant Man Quantum Mania, mm-hmm. and I think that that's something without any context that would probably be the lowest on my list. But it is kicking off this phase. They're calling it the Multiverse Saga. The first twenty three films that ended in uh, Avengers: Infinity War, Endgame, and Spider Man: Far From Home. Uh, was the Infinity Saga, dealt with the Infinity Stones. Now we've busted the multiverse wide open. Shows like Loki and Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness have taught us all about what the multiverse can bring uh, with variants of uh, different characters from alternate universes and whatnot. So we know that Kang the Conqueror is a big overarching villain in these next two phases. Um, so that's going to be exciting to see because he's going to be the villain in Ant-Man Quantumania. So what started as maybe something I wouldn't be looking forward to, um, is definitely more made more interesting knowing that we're going to get introduced. Like we already kind of briefly got a bit of like he who remains in the Loki series, Mm -hmm. but, uh, but at the same time, we're going to get more of like a villain presence out of, uh, Jonathan Majors. Right. So that's something that I'm looking forward to seeing the trailer for that. Um, and then as far as like, I think I would just shoot right to the end of the line. So if, as far as what's like most exciting for me is building this whole saga towards like an Avengers level event, right? So we've got two so of the them. phase six stuff. Yeah. yeah. And phase six, because even the fantastic four, it's going to be really exciting. But for me, like they have to stick the landing, like a third time's a yeah. charm kind yeah. of thing, yeah. because if they can't make fantastic four work at this point they're never going to be able to make it work so <laughs> right. right right and it's, and, and where ant-man quantum mania is kicking off phase five fantastic four is kicking off phase six so uh we want to see like what they're going to do introducing my favorite villain of all time dr doom and how that's going to factor in because everyone's just assuming that kang the conqueror is the ultimate villain of these next two phases because we are conditioned to having a thanos like one main main villain so, um, you know, we could talk about it, but basically I'm excited because they've announced Avengers, the Kang Dynasty in uh, May of 2025 and uh, Avengers Secret Wars to finish phase six in November of 2025. So these are going to be back to back Avengers films. I can only assume they're going to be related in a way that like Infinity War and Endgame were. I don't think they're going to be separate, completely separate Avengers stories, but who knows? I think... The Kang Dynasty guarantees we're going to be dealing with Kang, but I would like to see Doctor Doom being sort of the big bad as well in this in this uh, in the MCU overall. Maybe they build him up over the next two phases. Um, I could see them dealing with more than one big bad. Maybe they can resolve the Kang stuff by the end of the first Avengers film, only to find out that they needed Doctor Doom's help or Doctor Doom was involved and he's still a threat out there for Secret Wars. 
that's you know just my knowledge for the comics thinking that's where they're going to go but ultimately they can do whatever they want in the mcu they've proven that they don't have to follow a certain roadmap or anything but i would love to see the fact that they've announced secret wars some sort of involvement with dr doom where he is the one thinking that he's kind of going to control the universe or save the universe in his own twisted way and then the avengers have to kind of band together to 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 stop him from completely wiping everything out kind of thing yeah and doom's such a cool character in general like he's just yeah they gotta do so ian your least favorite was ant-man quantumania and your most anticipated your least anticipated was ant-man quantumania and your most anticipated was secret wars did I get that right? Yeah, and I used a little bit oh. of a cheat code because I think the Ant-Man Quantumania is slowly rising in stock. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, it mm-hmm. probably has passed some of the shows. Like, Fair enough. I'm not saying that you're not going to, you know, love it and watch it and it's not yeah. important. It's just of all the slate. It's, it's your least Potentially executed. lowest. Yeah, potentially lower on the total sort of idea. I just yeah. feel, yeah, I feel like the Ant-Man movies are probably the least hyped in this. And, 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 um, I can see that. I can really see Quantumania being sort of like, you know, the average uh, viewer consumer of this being like, oh, man, Quantumania. Okay. Whoa, mm-hmm. Blade? I can't wait for that. You know, like, so <laughs> like, like yeah. not knowing, like, you know, that Kang's going to be a bad guy and it actually might be a very pivotal movie for phase five. And you know that, but the average person don't know that they know that. Don't know they know that no, Kang is going to be the no. bad guy, right? So yeah. let me just say that Peyton Reed is once again directing. And, uh, you know, he's done a great job. Like, I've enjoyed the Ant-Man films, but they have been a little lower on uh, on my ranking, you know, uh, overall. Yeah. And But but what we know about P- Peyton Reed is that he is a fantastic director. And, uh, you know, interestingly enough, he did two episodes in The Mandalorian. One of them, I think, is one of... Power's least favorite, which is the Ice Spiders the one, Ice Spider episode, Planet one yeah. episode two of season two, and then he does turns around does the finale of season two with all the craziness that yeah, we've which covered like on the show, which yeah. is which is wild. So like I I do believe that he can deliver, and you know I've heard rumors of like he he lo- really loves the character of Modok, so like there's rumors that that might oh, see a man, that'd be Modoc, awesome. So, yeah, be and so I love awesome. Bring It On. I love Bring It On. So Peyton yeah. Reed is always there. You go. <laughs> Okay, so Dave, let's hear your most and least least anticipated. Okay, so the most anticipated is tough because there's a few here that are pretty high up there. Most of this stuff is very in the middle for me, though. So I'll skip over some of that stuff. Um, We may talk about it in a few minutes. Um, But my most anticipated... Um, I mean, honestly, it probably is mostly because of recently watching Miss Marvel, but it's probably the Marvels, which surprised me. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think I really like Captain Marvel. I think that movie is great. I have to rewatch it again. I've I've watched a couple times, but it's been reviewed it on this show and on the show. It is a top 10 MCU movie for me. I might even be. I don't know if it's top five, but it's close. I, I just think it's a lot of fun. I, th- I think it's really well done. I think she's great with the character. I think they had a great movie. I think Miss Marvel is one of the best MC- MCU shows at this point. Uh, we haven't talked about it in full length yet, but what they did with the character, I think, is great. It's not a perfect show, but I do think that um, the mix between these two characters and the actresses that play them, I think they can really do something fun with this and do a really good job with it. They're taking more time to make this movie now because of obviously COVID had a, had something to do with that, but 
now they have more time to sort of stick with this and they have two mo- they have a movie and a TV show that are very different from each other I think one that has even more personality which is Miss Marvel the show it's full of personality and originality I think with just the way that it looks and that's awesome if they can take parts of that and put it into a movie with an already a character in a movie that I really enjoy I'm all for it it's great so I I love both these characters I think they're great the actresses have done a great job with them and if you can mix the two ideas and the two themes and just see where the Marvels go. I don't know a ton about it in the comics, but based on the movies and the TV show, I'm all for it. So the Marvels is at the top of my list at the moment. The bottom of my list is That's a great choice. Yeah, it's it's yeah, I, I don't know. It, I thought you were going to say Blade, honestly. That's I'm so, so I we don't have to get into it too much, but I'm worried about Blade because I I haven't watched 2 and 3 all that much. I know three is, is not really like two the, is great. Guillermo two is great. But there. the first one is awesome. The first yeah. two it's are awesome, but I don't like it's untouchable. Like you just said, Ian. And that's the thing is I don't kind of like think, the matrix in a lot of ways. Like that's how I look at. The, yeah. Well, the first same time, the same time and everything It's very, very close in time, but I don't think they can do like, that's what we're expecting, or at least that's in our mind, what blade is. And they will not be able to remake that movie. I don't think. Or not be able to make that type of movie, and that's what I want from Blade, and that's why. I'm well, I worry it. because it's Disney; so, they're not going to make it a hard R. That's exactly, right. yeah. exactly. Yeah. So it's not going to be that, and it doesn't have to be. That's totally fine. But because of that, I think there's going to be a little bit of disappointment there for me personally. Doesn't mean it's going to be a bad movie, but that's the only. That's one of the reasons why it's not at the top for me. Um, great actor, probably still going to be a decent movie, but that's why it's not number one. So my least anticipated. There are a couple questions because some of this stuff, I don't really know much about Echo. I don't really know much about Thunderbolts. I have an idea of what they are and whatever. But for me, it's actually based on a character that I do know and something that we've talked about at length. It's Agatha, Coven of Chaos. I don't understand why this is a show. We don't, <laughs> we don't need her. Fair. Like, she was fair. great. She was the it's best good part. Choice too. Yeah, she was the best part of that show, I think. Um, and I think the last really? couple of episodes, I think so. I think she was, she was great. I, I Catherine Hahn can do no wrong in my mind. So that all of a sudden, like that well, automatically puts her up was there. Certainly a cool twist for sure. Like it twist was great. I thought they did it well. I thought, you know, I didn't love the, the, the finale of the show, but just in general, her character, Catherine Hahn is awesome, but I, I don't need any more. That, that's it. You're, you're done. Like you don't, you don't need to bring this character back. I don't know. A good spot. Or at least, yeah, it was fine. She she played her part and played it well. Move on, and that's it. So I don't I, know I, if this I, is a I, at this or not, point in time. I agree I with care. you, Dave. Like I don't know what's going on with this title, but I think probably she'll be. It'll be explained later. This is what um, my guess. And right now, it is a weird. It's like it doesn't fit among the other ones because it's like it's she's such a minor character. She was a minor character in a in a show, let alone a movie. You know what I mean? I know. Yeah. I well, I wouldn't say that she was too, minor. Yeah. I just don't. I don't. I just don't have an interest in in following whatever she does next. Like I just don't care. True. You know? yeah. We got We got We got some memes out of it, and then we move on. You know, like <laughs> at that's least, all. At least that's she's all a great to know. star to lead the the series. Absolutely, she is. Catherine Hahn is excellent. Put it's her, gonna. It's gonna really in feed anything. into Thunderbolts. Right. That's my. That's my. That's fine. My Fair enough. So, anyways, so, those those yeah. are my two. So well, the Marvels yeah, top my list. Notice, and Agatha at the bottom. Yeah. Did you guys notice that they changed the name of that one, Agatha? 
Yes. Uh, yeah. Like, what was it when before? they first announced? It was supposed to be like House of Harkness. Yeah. Ah, I think Coven okay. of Chaos sounds cool to me. It sounds more like Multiverse of Madness, though. It's like a little bit of wordplay, like alliteration. Alliteration. Um, yeah. Well, House of Harkness, I guess, had that too. But like, this is a little bit of a a better title. And then you have to explain think, Harkness, and it has to be like a whole thing. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, and I think um, <laughs> I think Agatha, like, it's very possible, you know, without trying to spoil like other events in the MCU that like. She snaps out of the hex that she was in uh, based on recent events. And that just kind of sets her off on her own path. And maybe she has to decide, like, is she going to keep doing mischief? It does say Coven of Chaos. So that you'd think that she would. Honestly, be Coven no of good, Chaos, but... like, just sounds like a, like, like we've reviewed Spawn in the last, in the last yeah. little while. Like it could be Spawn 2, Coven of Chaos. Like that's what that title sounds like to me. Like no, the mid 90s. I, I trust them, Dave, but I'm, I'm with you. I'm like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't care. It's, yeah, but, don't but care. my, I have a different, I have two different ones. So we're all different. So, all right. My most anticipated of the slate. So, you know, I love me some Blade. I love me some Fantastic Four, but none of those are mine. Mine is daredevil born again yes because i have been talking episode yeah i have been talking like before this podcast started about this netflix daredevil series starring charlie cox other than spider-man daredevil is my favorite mcu character i have read all of these all the frank miller daredevil run i've read it all i've read the born again run this is what i love about marvel movies comic book movies is when they adapt stuff that I've read and that I love because Marvel's doing it well. And so I'm so excited to see them do the Born Again storyline, the Frank Miller Born Again storyline. Use Charlie Cox, bring back Vincent D'Onofrio, who did, you know, did excellent work as a kingpin on that Netflix show. You know, if people are just getting into the MCU, MCU now and have not watched the Netflix Daredevil, it's on Disney Plus now. Like, go back and watch it. Like, it's yeah, now, yeah, yeah. it's now canon. Right, because they're bringing right. those characters in. Right, <laughs> and that to me, it makes my heart so happy that they made those <laughs> Netflix shows canon in the MCU. Like, because those shows, like they were MCU caliber, even though they were on Netflix. Yeah. And I freaking love them. I and like they they reference the Battle of New York, you know, like they yeah they, they take place in the MCU. They exactly. did that back before Netflix made a deal with Marvel to make shows that take place in the MCU. And those shows do. And they, the casting of those shows was impeccable. I hope they keep them all. Hopefully they bring in the Punisher. It's John Barathol. I yeah. hope if they bring in Jessica Jones, it's Kristen Ritter. Like, like, like those shows um, were great before the MC, before Disney plus was making great MCU shows. Netflix was making them right for, for yeah. the most part, not every season knocked it out of the park, but daredevil was the standout of them all. And so the fact that they're doing an 18 episode daredevil born again if you're not familiar with the born again uh that's what i was gonna ask you about it it's like it's supposed to be good right it's it's it it sort of is one of those graphic novels that sort of transcends the like superhero genre and is like great literature great art you know like a few graphic novels you got like watchmen sandman yeah okay like daredevil born again is like up there it is really okay all right yeah is it like a, is yeah. it a 90s story or 2000 or like, what's the, how, not that that really matters. Yeah. Oh, it's eighties. Oh, okay. Cool. 86 okay. Frank Miller. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. I mean, it's Frank Miller. So automatically it's like, yeah, hell yeah. It's I'm, great, I'm man. Yeah. It's, and, it's okay. freaking awesome. Sweet. And you nailed it, Mike. Cause the, he was the, that was the flagship series of all the Netflix Marvel shows. Like that was, it was it Daredevil was, yeah. and then everything else kind of 
followed in its footsteps. So to see, you know, Charlie Cox is fully fledged in the MCU. Like he's mm-hmm. voicing animated Daredevil in the, you know, Spider-Man freshman year. Um, Dave, you mentioned, well, first of all, I, I thought it was cool because we're going to, we started, they teased both Daredevil and Kingpin's return already in the MCU with, uh, you know, various appearances here and there. And we've seen from the She-Hulk trailer that Daredevil is going to pop up in that yeah, series right, by the right. end of phase four. So he's already here. And like Mike said, like the, the shows are canon to the MCU. So he's already been here, but now like uh, Dave, you mentioned the echo series. That's a direct follow-up to the character that was introduced in Hawkeye. So the, uh, you know, Alakwa Cox's uh, character, I can't remember her name, but she, echo. Yeah. well, echo is inevitably what her like superhero mm-hmm. name is going to be. Right or anti-hero name or whatever. So so she has already established a beef with Kingpin. And now we get like uh, rumors of Daredevil popping up in that show. So by the time we get to an 18-episode series of Daredevil Born Again, we're already going to be like fully reacquainted with uh, Daredevil yeah. and Kingpin. Most anticipated also means that it's like the biggest biggest um risk of like could be let down the most because when i'm anticipating something the most it has to live up to that anticipation yeah so my my question about that is like are like do you prefer that it's a show regardless of whether it was five episodes or 18 or would you have rather this move potentially be a movie like do you do you care gonna do if they're gonna do the frank miller born again run and those a show will work much better because great they're going to play like the comic book and they're going to have the episodes, but they're going to have the through line that the sort of the comic book had. And that's how okay. long graphic novels are kind of done. Right. So, okay. That's you'll good. have your that's issues, your episodes, but you'll have the through line of, I don't want to spoil anything. So I won't say what it's about, but the through line of what happens in born again and the reveal that happens in born again. And for people that haven't read born again, it's going to be like when the reveal happens, oh, I'm so excited, man. So people are like, Holy. Okay. Shit. I am, I am but, going away for, uh, for a week in a few days as of this recording mm. and I will try to find this book and yes. take it with me and read it over the course of a week. If you know, yes, I'm sure Dave, it's possible. So I'm going yeah. to, I have, I have time to go to a store that could be carrying it. That's not too far from here that I could Ooh. probably look for it. If I don't, I, I don't, but I will yeah. definitely be reading this, but now I, I want to read this. Like you ASAP. should, man. Yes. <laughs> like ASAP. Yes. Yes, Dave. Yes. I love it. Uh, everyone listening, let's read born again. So now okay. I'll get into my, my, my least, least anticipated. Okay. And that's for me, uh, iron heart. No. So, oh, so interesting. I have an explanation why, um, why um, did you break Ian's heart? Why? I'm a fan Tell of the comic books. <laughs> I love seeing the characters and the stories that I've read either growing up or whatever recently on the screen. I have never, I don't know who Ironheart is. Like I'm a huge comic book fan uh, on yeah. huge MCU fan. I have never read a single comic book with the character Ironheart in it. That's how much they're, they're, they're like, gr- like dry, like, scooping the bottom of the barrel now in the MCU. Deep like, cuts, yeah. I've got everything I wanted out of the MCU already because all the character I've read, all the stories I've read have already been done. <laughs> They're now doing like stories I have no idea what they are. So I don't, I don't know who Ironheart is. So it's just like recent, like they're pulling recent, really recent yeah. stories. Yeah. Right. So I don't know who Ironheart is. I've never seen Ironheart in a comic. I've never read Ironheart. So the things that excite me are seeing the comic books that I love on the screen. And okay. I know nothing about Ironheart. So that's why it's least to me. It's like I could skip this one and just... But what I what I'll do is, and what I always do is, I 
before it comes out, I try to like buy a few of the comics and read them. So I will give Ironheart a read and that might change my, you know, that could change my whole, my whole outlook on it. But from right now, for me, it's like if I had to cut one out, it would be Ironheart because I just don't know. I don't even know but, what it but is. But for different reasons. It's like like for me, for, for Agatha, for example, I just don't care to see more of the character, even though I only really know about her from, you know, yeah, a few Agatha of for show. classic Marvel readers is a very big character, so I'm excited to see that, whereas Ironheart. Right. But then yeah. for you, Ironheart is because you don't have experience any affinity with the storyline yeah at all so it's all it's all it's all for different reasons like there's nothing wrong with it It doesn't mean it it can't be good or whatever like you said it's just lower on the list and and that's it like and i i am taking a shot in the dark because i think we've talked about this in the past potentially when they first said they might do an ironheart show or movie or something ironheart is this is a very broad way of describing it but isn't it a female iron man is that the idea you know that so they they've we've established who's picking up the mantle of Captain America. We have not yes. established who's going to replace Tony Stark, if anyone. And they you know they tease that it was going to be Peter Parker, but obviously we can see that he's going on his own path. He's not going to be like the big you know tech mogul leader of the Avengers. Like it, it, it's just not going to go down like that. Now whether or not that's Riri Williams like role is remains to be seen. But I think the cool thing about it is like this idea that it could be a street level hero that like kind of like took her inspiration from Iron Man and, and gets her roots like with the same kind of technology and, you know, just seeing how that unfolds in like this kind of new evolving MCU is would be interesting. Now this will bleed nicely into if we are going to talk about Wakanda forever, because I don't know if you guys notice it's very subtle. But she is going to be in Black Panther, kind of forever. So we're going to get a debut of Riri Williams, and that's going to set her up for this series that that we get in the fall of 2023. 2023 so at the yeah. very end of Phase Four, oh, it's a series, it's not a movie. Yeah, it's a okay. series. Yeah. Okay. So at the very end of Phase Four, we're going to get an introduction, and we're going to know whether or not maybe that'll boost your excitement for a series like this, right? Sure. Um, basically, sure. I'm just saying it's what I come to these movies and stuff for is I come to see the yeah. actors I loved in the comic books and I will. So just as Dave committed to reading Daredevil Born Again, I will read some Ironheart comics before the series comes out and uh, it could totally change my my uh, excitement. Yeah, I mean, they're they're sure. fantastic. It's another one of uh, Brian Michael Bendis's uh, ingenious creations. And um, basically, like she just instantly seems like she fits in the Marvel. And the funny thing is because um, in the MCU, we're dealing with the loss of Tony Stark. And that's exactly what they were dealing with in the comics at the time of her creation was Tony Stark was gone and she actually had access to his AI. So it was Tony Stark. Like imagine like Robert Downey Jr. as like the AI talking to her and stuff like that. That'd be cool. Um, oh if I got the, him back, I would be like, this would shoot up to like one of my second most anticipated. Would, wouldn't they have to pay like millions of dollars just to have a voiceover from him? I don't probably. know. Probably. <laughs> oh. um, not that they don't have the money. Like, but yeah. still. <laughs> but yeah, like in that uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer, there's a brief sequence of uh, a girl like with a hammer, kind of like reminiscent of like when Tony was crafting his suit. Um, and she punches out a piece of metal that's in shape of a heart. That is Ironheart. Oh, snap. Yeah. So go watch that trailer again. And uh, there's lots of Easter eggs in that trailer. That trailer is fantastic. Um, but yeah, so very excited for Ironheart, actually. And, um, you know, it'll be interesting because between this series and then 
I guess Armor Wars is rumored to be in Phase 6, which would probably, I imagine, have like War Machine in it and stuff like that. Like dealing yeah, with there are, they, the there legacy are of like Tony's, you know, like, Stark Industries and stuff like that. So. There are some things that we know of that weren't given dates. There is like Shang-Chi 2 and Deadpool yeah. 3 and Armor Wars. Yeah. So yeah, those aren't included in our sort of most and least. But I think we had a good yeah. list. I think we had a good six sort of uh, move, six movies show lists that we yeah. talked about. Yeah, uh, like about I said before, them, but... there's, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in here that I'm just kind of like, all right, that's fine. Like, you know, we don't have to get too far into them and stuff, but I mentioned the Blade thing. Like for me, Fantastic mm-hmm. Four, like I think Ian, you mentioned it, like they really have to stick the landing Otherwise, I'm just gonna sort of wait to see how that how that goes, how they're gonna introduce them and stuff. I'm so yeah, curious like, how they're gonna introduce them into the MCU because I just they're supposed to be the main staple, and to introduce them late would be weird. But they obviously can't have been there the whole time because they're not here. Yeah. So it's it's gonna be a tricky uh, act for them to introduce. So there's the yeah, Definitely. there's three things that we haven't touched on because they're shows and they're animated, and that's stuff that I'm excited about. It's another nice. what if season which will be cool. Nice. So we'll see where it goes. Cool. You know, yeah. I think, I think they were up and down for us. Most of the episodes, but they were fun, largely, but... largely we enjoyed them. <clears throat> um, Spider-Man freshman year looks super unique, which is awesome. Like the art looks like it's from the seventies and eighties. Like it's just sort of a really cool thing. And then X-Men 97. Oh, I think, yeah. I think X-Men 97 across the board, especially for the three of us has got to be something that we're excited about because we love that animated series. And this is a direct continuation of that. And it's possible because they have hinted at this, especially with what if that this is going to be linked to what X-Men could be in a live action series or movie because um, uh, uh, now the name is escaping me. British Captain America. My God. Captain Carter. Captain Carter shows up in Doctor Strange and she was in an episode of What If, and that's yeah, where we, we know, first started. And we know Professor X was also Professor in. X so, is there. Like all of that stuff means that they can just tie all this stuff together. Because, like yeah. you said before, now they've blown it all open. They can get away with almost anything. That adds to the excitement, other than just the fact that this is a continuation of one of our favorite '90s superhero shows. Like, yeah, and and great. you know, similar to Mike's point about Fantastic Four, they've laid the groundwork for mutants to be sort of entering the MCU. But it'll be interesting to see if they have an in-universe reason as to why they're just being discovered now or why they're just being yes. talked about now. Yes. And now they're being involved. Because like, wouldn't it be interesting if someone like Kang the Conqueror or he who remains in his efforts to protect the sacred timeline saw the mutants as a threat that he couldn't kind of deal with and just kind of right. kept them at bay or something. Like, right. Who knows, right? But like at the same time, like... There's going to be reasons for both Fantastic Four and X-Men that should hopefully make sense in universe. And it'll be fun to see how they roll that out. And with Dr. Doom, like, I hope that he's more of an overarching presence. I Like, they're introducing Kang in Ant-Man Quantumania. Who would have expected that? I hope that he's not just, like, the villain of Fantastic Four and gets dealt with him and that's it. Like, I, yeah. I want him to be... I, I would almost prefer that he's not the villain of the Fantastic Four movie and he's just kind of, like, looming like a presence right. in the right. MCU. Well, and they can, they over, can do that, right? They can you know, do that over so. three years. And then yeah. he becomes a bigger threat right. as it goes. Right. Yeah. Lots cool. of yeah. Uh, exciting stuff coming out. There's, there's tons of stuff, man. Like honestly, I, I'm curious uh, how you guys felt about that. Cause uh, we're closing out 
phase four strong here with black panther wakanda forever like i, yeah. I was blown away by that trailer like it was just yeah it was, it was a cool emotional. trailer you know i think uh it's just it was a very well cut trailer let's hope the movie is as good as the first one was because we all really love the first one and now they ha- they are forced to go in different directions because of the sad passing but uh, you know i think just in general what it does also to the mcu will be really cool um because wakanda has been such a big part of everything since that first movie came out and uh, they're not letting that go, which is awesome because it's such a cool place to be and cool characters to be with. So that's mm. awesome. I like well, that. Ryan Coogler just, it seems like he's firing on all cylinders right now. Like, yeah, it was an emotional trailer and there, there's obvious reasons for as to why, but it's also like they scaled up huge on this. Like, yeah, this film looks like it's going to yeah. be massive with like yeah. all sorts of like they're, breaking up mythology like i don't know if you guys recognize who the the main villain or the main antagonist is going to be but the, he was all over that trailer no um, i don't i don't know the they're story bringing after. they're bringing namor right the submariner is that who it is okay uh, marvel's version of aquaman <laughs> they're bringing him <laughs> the king of atlantis himself the first mutant another x-men reference the very oh is he really no oh, i didn't know that okay. um they're bringing him into the mcu and in a big bad way like he's like in the comics, he's sworn enemies with T'Challa because the Atlanteans and the Wakandans are like sworn enemies. So gotcha. it'll be interesting to see like if they're going to go to war with one another. And again, I think just because I've been talking about Dr. Doom this entire episode, I think if there's an, ever an opportunity to at least tease at his existence, it's in this film in phase at the end of phase four. If you remember, nice. the end of phase one ended with the Avengers and a wink nod from Thanos himself. So we got something like Dr. Doom, either in a post-credit scene or some sort of involvement in their, their battle because, you know, he runs his own country, Latveria. So I'm, I'm clinging on to these little, if that, if that happens in that movie, stinger or whether it's just like a couple sentences about it, I'll be so happy for you. It's gonna be crazy. (laughs) I'm I'm waiting on that one. Yeah. And actually your least anticipated Dave is Agatha Coven of chaos. So my out there theory is we're finally going to get that Mephisto bell ringing and he's going to (laughs) be involved and he will have been retconned to be involved all along. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if they'll do that just to poke fun at everybody. Yeah. 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 Just because, um, all right, so we have lots to look forward to. Mike, until that time, what's everyone doing to keep track of all our stuff as we uh, gush over MCU and um, well, what's upcoming? One more thing is, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I wanted to mention was one of the biggest announcements that went under the radar for a lot of people, but I think it's a big deal for us, is that Jim Lee, who was like the creative director okay. or something at DC, said there's no more Snyderverse movies coming, that they're done with the <laughs> Snyderverse. <laughs> so that's almost bigger than any of the MCU movie announcements for us because um, the Snyderverse yeah. can go die as far as we're concerned. <laughs> and as we know Man. now, a third of those... Uh, or not they're never going to die. Snyder's already moving on to making its own Star Wars films. He's just not calling it Star Wars. Yeah, so they're they're going to be around for a while. There's The Snyder fans aren't going anywhere. But I trust Jim Lee. He does good stuff, so I'll uh, I'll, I'll follow his word. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Find more of this podcast at day back in on social media so at day back in on all the social media platforms uh, we have a patreon patreon.com slash back my day you can subscribe there and hear more of our ramblings and um you can find the podcast uh back in my day on your podcast app of choice if you 
can't afford to subscribe to our Patreon for whatever reason, you can always leave us a five-star review on any app you listen to. That really helps and we appreciate it. Absolutely. And uh, if you are hearing this at the time that it's released, um, we have a summer movie wager that we're doing 2022. We'll have results of that coming up in the next two months as the summer winds down. We also have the 1997 summer movie wager results, picks, and movie that we watched, which was Spawn, of all things. And uh, <laughs> Oh, because Dave won. He's acting like he didn't have a choice in that one. I had no choice whatsoever. It was a given. It was just going to happen. So we'll see what happens in 2022. seems like the box office is all over the place. But uh, until that time, thanks everyone for joining us. We'll see you on the other side with another phase of the MCU and more episodes to come. at the highest level. I mean, we have a house in Berlin, Beijing, this is Seoul. With the money that just in rent here, you could fix an entire country. And I hope that we do that one day.